Welcome to the Student Manager, episode number two. What's this title called? It's called Failing to Prepare is Preparing to Fail. I'm Michael Fong, a former Division I student manager, and the purpose is to communicate knowledge, information, and real experience to parents and students to help find schools that are a good match academically and personally with the college search and admission process. So in episode two, I'm going to communicate one of the building blocks from the John Wooden's Pyramid of Success, the Wizard of Westwood, or should I say the former Wizard of Westwood, who won 10 national championships with the UCLA Bruins. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So thank you to our one and only sponsor, Fonger News. That's right, owner of the podcast, The Student Manager. Fonger News, you can subscribe. That's my media and entertainment group. And again, I always talk about the disclaimer, real-life discussions that contain content that's clean, however, includes sometimes inappropriate language. So if you are a first-time listener, welcome, and returning listeners, welcome back. One podcast under my belt. It's been a crazy and interesting last six and seven days since I've been in this studio right here in Costa Mesa. We're receiving tremendous feedback positive responses. Followers have reached out to me. Friends have contacted me. The discussions I've had, amazing. They're leading to future episodes. For example, I have my cell phone with me all the time. Anything that pops into my mind, I'm constantly putting into my student manager notebook. Uh, some examples, we're talking to uh, my friend we, uh, that had his daughter. His daughter went to University of Alabama. And within one semester, she transferred back home. And I said, you know what? I want to get her onto my podcast. Not only that, some other friends popped up and I was thinking, who else can I get? So just talking about transfers. And that's one of the things we talk about picking the right school. Jesus Christ. I mean, my daughter is going to the University of Washington. I think, God forbid, if she transfers, right? But I hopefully we did everything the right way. The process. And part of that is why this episode's called Failing to Prepare is Preparing to Fail. So the discussions, uh, again, just writing down future episodes, uh, talking about real life scenarios and experiences that I've gone through. Uh, most recently with Sophia, class of 19, graduated in OSHA up the road here in Santa Ana, soon to be Husky this fall. And you know what? It's deja vu all over again. Here we are, beginning of July, and my senior daughter, who's a senior at Modern Day High School up the road in Santa Ana, she's going through the same process as my daughter did last summer. So it's deja vu. And I'll talk to you what I mean by deja vu in terms of the failing to prepare is preparing to fail. What we did, some of the things we did to prepare ourselves. And now I'm taking it at a whole new level. I have Julia that I'm doing this for, who's a senior, right? And then Sophia, last summer, went through the whole process. And now she's actually going through another process, which is another episode in itself. She's thinking about rushing, not she's thinking, she's going to do a sorority, all right? So that's another, I spent maybe three or four hours last night helping my wife, just going on social media, looking up friends that were in certain sororities, right? Picking out, a reference letter. Who's a Delta Gamma? 
who's a Gamma Phi Beta? And reaching out and saying, would you object to writing my daughter a reference letter? And there's a whole process with that. Um, so with that said, let's just jump right into it. One of the questions I got was, Michael, did you really go visit 100 college uh, campuses? And actually it's 100 plus. And she's like, my friend, my wife's told me you went to over 100 college campuses. Yeah. So I thought about that when I was walking my dog yesterday. As a student manager at Long Beach State in four years, I counted, I was on 21 campuses. Remember, we played not only at the time, the Big West Conference, we were at uh, Fresno State, San Jose, UOP in Stockton, UNLV. And at the time, UNLV had those great teams. If you remember, Jerry Tarkanian, uh, they had Larry Johnson, who had a great NBA career, uh, Stacy Ogman. You, Murph, you remember Stacy Ogman? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Now, here, and here's another name. Okay, so they had Greg Anthony. Okay, Greg Anthony, number 50, the sweet left-hander. Now, Murph, do you know Greg Anthony has a son? No, cool. Okay, his son's Cole Anthony. I watched them play at, oh gosh, they were just out here in February. They're, um, the name will pop up in my mind, but now he's a freshman at the University of North Carolina. He's projected to be the number three NBA pick in 2020. Oak Hill, Oak Hill Academy. Thank you, Oak Hill Academy's out in Virginia. So my followers and listeners, you heard it first. Cole Anthony from the University of North Carolina will be drafted number three, if not higher, in the 2020 June draft of next year. So they had great teams back then. They had Anderson Hunt, um, George Ackles. They had some great, amazing names, players. And then we went on some phenomenal road trips. We went to University of Arizona, right? Back then they had Sean Rooks. They had uh, Steve Kerr. Everybody knows who Steve Kerr is, right? Yeah, he's the coach of the Golden State Warriors. Um, some of the other road trips, uh, campuses during the college years that I visited, uh, Syracuse, that was one of, that, that was a great campus because it was the Carrier Dome. Matter of fact, there's a, I'm going to parlay the story. At the time, uh, they had a, a guy named LeBron Ellis uh, that was a big time player, played in the NBA. And then they had a, a white guy named Mike Hopkins, graduated modern day. And ironically, Mike Hopkins then was Jim Beheim's assistant coach probably for 15, 20 years. And then he got his own gig, his head coaching job at the University of Washington, where Sophia's going. So um, there's a little connection. I've already reached out to Coach Hop, and, and we're going to see um, how potentially I can get involved and be part of the program, support it, right? Go dogs, go Huskies. So we'll talk more specifically uh, on college campuses, what I thought, where to go hang out, where to eat, et cetera, uh, in, in other episodes. But I want to get back to that original question of, yes, in four years, visited 21 campuses as a student manager, right? Now I'm only 22. I graduated and I've obviously gone on more campuses, but I'm just thinking the bulk of it. How did how did I get, how did 
Michael Fong get to see so many campuses, and here I am, only 49 years old, with my three kids, right? You guys are going to know their names really well as we get into these episodes, but Sophia, Julia, and Joshua, we, we did five consecutive summers of road trips, and I calculated, after that question was presented to me last week, 23 campuses were visited in four to five summers. And ironically, here we are July 3rd. It's July, 4th of July is coming up. We had some of our best summer road trips in the month of July. So specifically one that I remember was in 2012. We went to, I think we flew into Chicago. So we're we're gonna get into the failing to prepare is preparing to fail because you just don't go to Chicago and say, hey, I'm gonna go visit the Sears Tower DePaul University, and then go take a speedboat on the lake, go catch a Cubs game, and then the next day hop in a car, go to Milwaukee, go check out Marquette University. That night, you go check out a Brewers game, which today, my son loves that stadium. He told me, my, I, I asked him, Joshua, what's your favorite stadium that we've ever been to? And my kids still remember, Bernie Brewer. When they hit a home run, when the Brewers hit a home run, Bernie Brewer slides down the little slide out in the outfield. So those are like the memories and things that people think about. Uh, and that happened uh, in Milwaukee. And then, you know, pre- pre- talking about preparing, then we got to say, okay, what time are we going to wake up to get to the next destination, which was Madison, Wisconsin, state capital of Wisconsin, Madison, also the home of the Badgers, Bucky the Badger. University of Wisconsin, and then get there in time to have a meeting with uh, pre-planned. He was associate athletic director in charge of business development, raising money. And I'll talk about how you can set up meetings in advance to get these one-on-one tours, right? I mean, at the time, my kids were only uh, six years old, uh, 12 years old, and 11 years old. But then to turn around from Madison, Wisconsin, drive all the way to South Bend to go to Notre Dame, all right? And we'll get into that campus. That's a beautiful campus. Touchdown Jesus. You got to take a picture right there in front of Touchdown Jesus or the or the grotto where you can burn the candles, right? Uh, I just had a conversation with um, one of my friend's daughters. Oh, Murph, you know, Melissa O'Brien. They just went to visit Notre Dame and their daughter, Grace, uh, was uh, at dinner with us the other night, and I said, what'd you think of Notre Dame? And she said, I really, really liked it. I said, did you get to see Touchdown Jesus? Did you take a picture? And she said, well, the guy said we could. Well, did you? No. Why not? You might never might never ever step foot on that campus. You're smart enough, but you got to take, when you're on a college campus, don't ever look back and say, what if, or what is that person going to think of me? I'm Asian. I can say this. I pull out my camera all the time. Oh gosh, Asian tourists taking pictures. But you know what? You may never step foot on that campus. And speaking of pictures, at every college campus we have, there's like the marquee sign, right? When you walk in the main entrance, whatever main entrance it is, it's going to say uh, Wisconsin or Notre Dame. Those are the scenic pictures that you want to take uh, pictures of whenever you're visiting, right? With your kids, because uh, 
you may never, again, step foot on that campus. So um, let's talk about, I'm, the reason why I'm talking about this specific road trip, because it took us through Michigan, all right? We went to Ann Arbor, and then from Ann Arbor, we went to, we drove to Detroit, because Detroit's not that far from Ann Arbor. And we actually um, got to, I told my kids, we're, we're going to bring our passports, because we went through the Windsor Tunnel, and that was the first time they ever stepped foot in Canada. So the experience that not only do you visit these college campuses, uh, you, you try to ex take games in. In Detroit, we went to a Tiger game. So this trip alone, we went to see the Chicago Cubs, Milwaukee Brewers, Detroit Tigers. And then we went to Cleveland, and the game was on July 3rd. So actually, seven years ago to this date, we watched the Angels, and in 2012, do you know who was a rookie for the Angels? That's right, number 27, Mike Trout, and I looked up his stats before I came here. He went two for four that game, but what was interesting and something I'll always remember, it was a thunderstorm, rain delay, and they said there's going to be fireworks at night. And I go, you know what? Again, we could have gone back to the hotel. We've gone to plenty of baseball games. But at the end of the day, I said, you know what? I never may go to Cleveland again, especially to watch a baseball game on 4th of July with fireworks. Let's do it. So everyone cleared the stadium. It was raining. Gosh, I wish I could bring pictures here and just show on the podcast. We had seats um, probably second level, third level. But by the time everyone cleared out of the stadium and the tarp was on the ground, it was raining, thunderstorms were passing, went straight down to the bottom, sat two rows behind home plate, watched the rest of the game, had great fireworks, phenomenal. The next day, I think I looked up, there was a water park, went to a water park, I don't even know what it was called. It was near an amusement park. One of these days, on one of my next episodes, it might come to my memory. But we went to a water park, and then that night, we went out to my friend's house and had 4th of July and watched fireworks. The reason why I bring this up again, that was a 11-day road trip. And again, that doesn't happen overnight. People go, how do you visit all these colleges? And then you go watch baseball games. Well, if you're a planner like me, what you do is probably in the springtime, I would look at what area of the country that we'd want to visit and check out colleges. And at the time, this was my Midwest tour. We're like, all right, we can go see Notre Dame. We can see Wisconsin. Are we going to be able to see Michigan? I wanted to see Michigan State. It was kind of out of the way. Uh, we hit Michigan State later uh, in a different trip. But then we also were able to see um, Notre Dame. And then we also got to see those four baseball games in there. So... Um, kind of the planning. You you look at the calendar and say, all right, who's in town? After you, you, you look at your colleges that you want to visit, you look at the schedule and you see what baseball team's in town and you kind of plan and who's going to be there and are you going to be able to get from one city to the other city in a timely manner? And remember from episode one, my father-in-law always told me, stop by two o'clock. If you stop by two o'clock, you can still get to a hotel room or the hotel and the kids can go out and swim, right? And then I would look up diners and dash or diners and dives and look for good places to eat. 
And, and those are the things you have to look up in advance. You can just wing it and go look on Yelp. But what I like to do, and when as I get into deeper episodes and we go into specific colleges, right? One college, one episode might just be a specific college or two. And we can go into some places that, because I yelped all my places that I ate, right? Or else I have a pretty good memory. I can go back and say, I remember eating at that place. Because there are certain universities, for example, like Wisconsin, we went to go visit that in 2012 when it was 103 degrees and the lake is phenomenal. They have these big, big chairs out in the student union. And I always told my my kids and I tell everybody, when you go visit a campus, you have to go visit the student union because you're going to get a sense of what that campus is like. You go maybe during lunchtime, grab, go online, get some food. And then either sit inside, watch people. You can see different classes, right? You different types of people, organizations that are just sitting there studying, eating, go outside and you get a vibe. And at the time, I wasn't gonna tell my kids this, but at eight, 10 and 12, you can't tell someone that young, can you picture yourself here? You just want them to experience it. Now, fast forward, it was 2008. 18 spring break we went back to wisconsin and we basically that's when you we took the real campus tour right and it was not 103 degrees it was 25 degrees wind chill factor was probably even colder and you just realize first of all here living in southern california how well we have it because the extremes people that, well, today, people ask me, where where's Julia thinking about going to school? And I said, well, number one's Wisconsin, number two's Penn State, number three's Georgia. Wow, those are all three different colleges. Yes. Have you been there? Yes. Matter of fact, we've been to two of those schools twice. And the reason why I say that, not because we just got to have that opportunity to go there twice, but you experience different seasons. You experience the weather. You experience what it's like because you know what? You're going to be there. August, September, it's great. It's fall season. And then all of a sudden, November rolls around. The leaves are starting to fall. December, January, temperatures drop. On my phone, I have every college town that I think my child is going to go to so I could check out the weather, right? And then I can take a little screenshot and send it over to my kids and say, just want to let you know it's January and it's 10 degrees or minus seven, whatever it is. Because in Wisconsin, the lake does freeze. All right. And they put the chairs, when we went there on our spring break tour, they took the chairs out. Now, here's an interesting story. When we went there in 2012, based off of, you know, when you're visiting schools, my wife always said, you got to have them bring work. You got to have them study. And this is in the summer, they don't want to study. But we had like these little workbooks and whatever the school gave us to just keep them fresh and keep them on top of their game. I always said, we're going to do like one hour of homework every day. And we broke it up, half hour, half hour in the morning, half hour in the afternoon. Just so happened on this day, because we didn't have a lot of time, I said, you guys got to pull out your books. And we actually did 30 minutes of homework in the student union. But what they decided to do was sit in these big, big yellow, red, I forget what other color, green or blue. I have a picture of it, these big chairs. And a photographer came over and he said, do you mind me taking a picture of, of your three kids? I said, no, go for it. Take a picture. 
And he said, what are you guys, are you guys from around here? I'm like, no, we're from California. What are you guys doing? We're visiting schools, visiting schools. How old are your kids? I go, well, they're 12, 10, and nine, or however old Joshua was. But I still have that picture. And let's see what happens. Maybe Julie gets into Wisconsin. Well, we'll always remember that trip because of just taking that picture in the student union. And when we went back there in 2018, it was cold, but we went onto the lake. There was like ice. And she goes, that's so cool. She goes, the sorority houses are right on the lake. So if you ever get the chance, one of the most beautiful campuses ever, University of Wisconsin in Madison. Not only that, it's in the state capital. The state capital, it's, we went there in the summer. I think there was like a, like a food market or a, or a farmer's market going on. There was music, there was food, and there was all these little college bars that I could not go to because I had my three kids, but we're walking up and down the street. And we went back there in 2018, and I said, this is a college town. This is a town that, I mean, if you look in one of the websites, Niche, it has the party. They rate it like, you know, A, B, C, D. I think Wisconsin's an A+. plus for party schools. So that's, you know, some of those are criterias for some parents and some students. So let's get back on topic, uh, just about failing to prepare, preparing to fail. I talked to you about this because you should have an agenda. You should know exactly where you're going to go, who you're going to see, right? Where you're gonna stay and plan this way in advance. You know, if you wanna mix in some extracurricular activities like a baseball game, you have to plan that in advance. Or meetings. Let me look back. It was Notre Dame and Wisconsin. When was that it? Those were the two schools that I had set up meetings with the someone involved in the athletic department where they were able to take us on like Camp Randall. We went to Cole Center, or that's where the best basketball team plays. And I always like looking at the facilities, right? And then uh, Camp Randall where the football stadium was, the weight room. You want these little, you don't get these tours when you're just doing the normal tours uh, that you sign up, right? During spring break or summer, and you're walking around with 20, 30 people. We, if you have the contact, you can always reach out to me. I try to help out as many people as I can. And some of the contacts I still have are at these universities still. Some have moved on. So uh, reach out to me. You can reach out to at Fonger News. And we're only in episode two, but I will be getting probably an Instagram, a Facebook of the student manager and ways you can contact me because I want you, the listeners, if you have questions, right? as my friends did, or just some other followers, and you want to hear about some episodes or some experiences or ask me questions, that's that's the way you're going to be able to do that. So I encourage you to uh, reach out. There's a couple things uh, in terms of talking about preparation and and knowing what to do. And, and as we set this up, I, my daughter, uh, Julie, is going through the process right now, and Sophia just went through the process last year. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Your daughter, your son needs to set up an email account, an email address specifically for them, not nothing goofy, silly, uh, cutesy, whatever the name is. For example, my daughter's email address is their name, 
the year they graduate at gmail.com. So if there's one takeaway that you are going to listen to in my podcast today, set up an email address and set it up early. All right. Don't wait till your junior or senior year, right? Set it up your freshman, your sophomore year, right? We did it my sophomore year. I mean, freshman year might be too early. Freshman year in high school, that is. We set it up our sophomore year. And then when you would have the opportunity when colleges come to your high school, you can give them your email address. When you're on their websites, right? When you're on their websites, requesting information, interested in a tour, scheduling something, you give them your email address. Now, I'm gonna give you a hint. Yes, it's your kid's email address, but your kid is so occupied in school, what are they going to do? Are they gonna actually have time and even think about how to email somebody to prepare themselves, right? So that's a responsibility as a father I took on. I would sit up late at night and look at different universities and I said, who am I going to reach out to and um, have it come from my daughter's email address, right? And and so they can kind of see exactly who they're going to send it to and maybe request some information, help them along the process and have all those emails go directly to your account. So as a parent, you see what schools are coming in and then you might, you know, you're going to filter it obviously for your child. You're going to filter it for your child, but that's one recommendation. Um, I definitely tell people is set up an account. And again, like I said, on the first episode, it is truly a part-time job at night. I, I don't want to stress anybody out, but this is a whole nother episode in itself. Like I said, last night I was helping my wife with my daughter, Sophia, with her sorority rushes, right? All the sorority. Rush is not until September, but there's a process in itself. I'll probably have um, one of my lady friends be a guest and just talk about the sorority, the process, the clothes that you have to wear, right? These are just real life example stories uh, in terms of just getting ready. So... Uh, with Julia um, that I'm going through this week, another thing that we're just getting ready on is her common app, right? Applications for fall of 2020 are is going to open up, um, I believe, August 1st, September 1st for most schools. So what are you doing, all right? If you have a college senior right now, what are you doing today? Are you prepared? Do they have their common app set up? Do they have their coalition set up? Then there's the private colleges that are going to have their applications where you apply separately to them. But that's a whole uh, setup in itself. And in some some of you, some of you followers out there, you might say, I might not need a counselor. I'm just going to read. I'm going to listen to the student manager, what you do, Michael. Maybe I could reach out to you and you can come to a seminar, whatever. A counselor is very important. Not a high school counselor. I'm talking about an outside counselor. You might not be able to afford it, all right? But there's ways around it. If you can get a outside counselor, very helpful. Matter of fact, Jerry Frazier, 
All right, I'm giving her props right now. Jerry Frazier, she's out of Newport Beach, has done a phenomenal job. She's going to be one of my guests on an upcoming future episode of The Student Manager. So in this episode, we just talk, we give you real life experiences, I tell you stories. I want you to walk away with one to two new things that maybe you did not know before, all right? I can go on and on, and and you know what? As I wrap up and I and I put this episode to a close, I think about what else we could talk about, right? As I bring on guests, that where I can really dissect and interview and help them, um, help you with the process. Again, I want you to listen, and and it's overwhelming. Don't want you to be overwhelmed, but take away one or two things. So if you need to, just go rewind this podcast back. But I want to thank. Again, our sponsor, our sponsors, Fonger News, that's myself. You can subscribe, right? But this student manager podcast, it's only going to grow and get better and better. As I have guests on and as I get more, I try to be organized. And when I talk about failing to prepare is preparing to fail, I have notes right in front of me. I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Matter of fact, I prepare in advance. I have more notes of what I could have talked about, just like I did last week, but I'm going to pause. I'm going to hold on to it because that's just me being prepared and knowing what I'm going to talk about and keep this conversation very conversational rather than just reading off script. Whatever comes to my mind where I think I'm going to be able to have impact on you, impact on the process, and help you with your child during this looking for college, any ideas, that's my goal. That's my objective. That's what the student manager is for. So until next week, Fonger News is signing out and saying, have a happy 4th of July. Well, actually, by the time you listen to this, hopefully you had a great 4th of July. But Fonger News out. We love it. Student manager podcast number two in the books.